Hello and welcome. My name is Arthur, and this is episode 14 of the Pouring My Art Out podcast. This one is called Dancing. I guess you could call it an art. I will admit, dancing mystifies me. It is one of the weirdest things that people do, and yet it is also one of those universal things, by which I mean that pretty much every society on this planet, no matter how cut off they are from the rest of the world, has dancing. But before we get into all that, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Ghost Boat Cruises. The cruise ship industry is being hit hard by this virus thing, but now they are hitting back. The biggest names in the cruise ship industry are combining forces, sterilizing their empty ships, and opening them up to single families. Yes, for just $500 each, you and your family can take a cruise on an empty ghost boat. These Flying Dutchman ships will take you wherever you want to go, as long as you pay for the fuel and bring your own food to prepare yourselves, because it will just be you, the captain, and a handful of crew on the entire ship. You and your family members can each have an entire deck to roam around on. You can see whales and dolphins and seabirds, and maybe even some land if you have good enough binoculars. So try a ghost boat cruise today. Cruise lengths may vary due to quarantine protocols or refusal by authorities to let the ship dock anywhere. Large vessels burn an average of one gallon of fuel for every 10 to 12 feet at average speeds of 20 knots, so fuel prices may vary. Ghost Boat Cruises So yeah, dancing. It is one form of art that I rarely do, avoiding it at all costs, and when I do do it, you can be pretty sure that alcohol, bribery, and threats have been used against me. Wait, no, that isn't true. I used to dance at Grateful Dead concerts, but there are aspects of that side of me that I will not share here. I do like slow dancing, but that's really just hugging set to music. I write music, I sing, play the guitar. I feel music in my soul. Listening to a good band live on stage, I might be moved to drum on the tabletop with my hands. I like to sing along. I might even bob my head to the beat. But I don't feel any urge whatsoever to get up and start moving myself around. Maybe it is just my inherent shyness. Who knows? But I find dancing to be alien and beyond my comprehension. Dancing is old. I mean really old. My theory, and bear with me here because I am just making this up as I go along, but I think that dancing and music start in each and every culture when they learn how to control fire. Our primitive ancestors were sitting around the fire marveling at this new ability of theirs to control one of nature's fiercest powers and become masters of this source of heat and light that not only kept wild animals away, but we would soon discover would be used to sear the flesh of animals and make it not only taste better, but be more nutritious and delicious. So there they are, our tribe of early humans sitting around a fire, and of course one of them was holding a stick to feed the fire as it got low. Without thinking about it, this person starts tapping the stick on the ground, or a stump, or a log, or whatever, Someone else starts bobbing their head, someone shuffles their feet, someone else starts grunting to the beat, 
Music and dance are born. Looking for patterns is inscribed in our DNA. And music, rhythm, is just a repeating pattern. So, I am trying to imagine how tribal dancing, getting more intricate as new instruments like drums and flutes were added, evolved into the early civilizations like Babylon. I really want to believe that Egyptian dancing involved turning sideways and moving back and forth with your wrists held awkwardly out from your body like all those wall art pictures of the Egyptians, but I am sure they were busting all sorts of moves. Dance is an insight into a culture. You can learn about a society from its dance styles. It also highlights the prevailing attitudes about sex and the relationship between the sexes. Dance is, in short, often used as a mating ritual among the younger members of our species. I suppose it has been like that for a long time. Old people don't do the same dances as young people. Rich people don't do the same dances as poor people. Sure, there is some crossover, but for the most part, this holds true. Let's dig deeper into these aspects of dancing as we finish our historical overview. Once again, I don't know anything about dancing in ancient Greece or Rome. I would be willing to bet that the Roman emperors had some pretty crazy dance parties. Moving forward to the dark medieval and middle ages in our European-centric dance through the history of dance, once again we find that social views on sex play a major role in what dancing looked like, at least for the rich and powerful. Peasants probably danced like drunken forest nymphs when the mead or ale or beer was flowing. The upper crust was much more refined, or uptight to put it another way. Often hands were the only part of the body allowed anywhere near a member of the opposite sex, and sometimes not even that. Courtly, stately parading around was the order of the day, with maybe the occasional subdued prancing being allowed to sneak in. I assume that the Renaissance had a flowering of new dances to go with all the rest of that artistic revolution that was going on. And now a word from another sponsor. The Magical Mystery Bus Touring Company. It's called the Magical Mystery Bus because you won't know where you are going when you use the Magical Mystery Bus Touring Company. That's because you will be in the back of the bus smoking that wacky tobacco. Meanwhile, the driver and the tour guide will use their skills and training to figure out the best place to take your group. Maybe you will end up at Disneyland, or the beach, or the woods, or whatever. You won't care. You will be stoned out of your mind. So try the Magical Mystery Bus Touring Company. Go on a little trip. Marijuana included in all tours, so are the snacks. You bring the cash, we'll bring the stash. So, see you soon. The 1900s were where things really began to ramp up. Change was in the air. Invention was everywhere, and so was social change. Women began to demand equality, and this is expressed in the way dancing evolved. I guess if people change, and societies change, and outlooks change, then music and dance are bound to change right along with them. The Roaring Twenties led to flappers and the Charleston and the Jitterbug. Google them, or try watching some classic movies now and then. 
Actually, maybe Jitterbug came later than that. I'm not sure. I didn't bother to Google it. The world kept changing faster and faster, and dance kept pace. Ha, that's funny. We went from the Wright Brothers to the moon, and then Michael Jackson moonwalking. But that is getting ahead of ourselves. The 50s is where things went crazy. The doo-wop sound. This led to one of the, in my humble opinion, more humorous forms of dancing, the synchronized steps of the background singers on stage. Musicians began to take a more active role in the dancing that they were inspiring. Every pop diva with a dance crew on stage behind her owes a debt to the famous singing groups of earlier days. There is another form of dancing that amuses me and has been evolving throughout history. That is the synchronized dancing of a large crowd of people all doing the same dance. Square dancing almost falls in this category, I suppose, although some people might be alimaning or swinging their partner to the left while other pairs are dosy doing. I don't know that for sure, but line dancing is a pure form of this art. So is river dancing and maybe Lord of the Dance. I've only seen little bits of these. Keep it down. This is the last time I'm going to tell you people, shut up. I have to get my sleep. I have to work in the morning. Why won't you people be quiet? Hey, 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 Arthur, it's Jimmy. We have a problem. Who is that, Jimmy? He sounds angry. That is your unsuppressed rage. You know, there is more stuff living up here in your head than just crack squirrels. We demand to play a part in this podcast. Why are you leaving us out? We want to be famous. We want people to hear what we have to say. We have rights. We have rights. Dang it. That's your pompous assertiveness. I hate that guy. No, no, we don't want to be famous. We don't even want anybody to know we're here. We just want to be left alone. Can't you please just leave us alone? Manic shyness. I'm surprised he even said anything. We should say something because our opinions are important. Our opinions matter. We have valid ideas and people will want to hear what we have to say. We are as important as anybody else. Unbridled optimism. I didn't even know he lives here. All that I know is that dancing is stupid. Dancing is just a crazy thing that humans do. I'm glad we almost never dance. Let me guess, my logic side? I guess so. I never met him before either. Okay, Jimmy, I have a podcast to do. See you later. Okay, bye, Arthur. Bye, people. The best example of how dancing is inextricably intermeshed with the societal views of sexuality is the fact that Elvis Presley, when introduced to TV audiences was only shown at first from the waist up. Why? Because he was gyrating. He was hip-thrusting. Some people assumed that the American public wasn't ready for this. Maybe they were right. Fast forward a few decades to Miley Cyrus twerking or housewives learning stripper moves while pole dancing. Do we blame Elvis or ourselves? But I don't want to fast forward yet because that would take us right past the 60s and 70s and some of the best music and dancing ever devised. 
From the simple pulsing tribal blues rock beats of Bad Company to the complex interweaving rhythms and soaring vocals of Led Zeppelin, 70s music in particular was made for dancing and romantic interludes. I mentioned The Grateful Dead, which is vastly misunderstood by most people. But for losing yourself in the music and for unrestrained dancing, they were right up there near the top. Their music is mostly based on older folk and country music traditions updated with stronger drums and electric guitar. I don't even know how many of their fans are really aware of this. Unfortunately, the 70s also gave rise to a form of music and its associated dancing that is pure evil. And that form is disco. Okay, maybe disco isn't actually evil, but I did write an anti-disco poem way back in the day about how aliens heard about disco from escaping radio signals and are coming to wipe us out. I will have to do a poetry episode on the podcast someday. Oh, calm down. I know not everyone likes poetry, but give me a chance. I don't do poetry like a normal person any more than anything else I do. All I will say about disco is that it got bigger than it should have. I mean, nobody I knew ever listened to disco or disco danced, but people did. I blame John Travolta. Disco would have just been another minor fad that would have faded quickly away. But John Travolta made a movie called Saturday Night Fever, and all of a sudden it became a lifestyle with all the associated styles of clothing that went with it. He also did a movie called Urban Cowboy, which led men to take off their big-collared silk disco shirts and start wearing boots, plaid shirts, and cowboy hats, even if they'd never seen a horse. Why did John Travolta have this power back in the 70s and early 80s? And more importantly, why did he use it to inflict more disco upon us? Also, what the heck was up with that YMCA song by the Village People? What is up with songs that are a dance and dances that are a song? I will finish up with two types of dance that particularly perplex me. That is tap dancing and ballet. Don't get me wrong, I don't have anything against tap or ballet. My wife did tap, jazz, and modern dance for years back before I met her, and she had the sexiest legs I have ever seen. And that scene in the movie The Littlest Rebel where Bo Jangles and Shirley Temple tap dance up and down a flight of stairs is amazing. You should Google that too when you are Googling disco, Saturday Night Fever, doo-wop music, and so on. But still, doing drum solos with your feet is a little weird. And ballet is like synchronized dancing that keeps starting over. We train young girls to stand on their toes and do the exact same sets of movement to the exact same music over and over for generations. Just because stuff happens doesn't mean that it makes sense. At the risk of offending anyone with stereotyping, I will leave you with one last thought on dancing. Women do it better than men, and white men do it worse than most men. I don't know why this is so, but it is. Also, dancing will always be a way for kids to rebel against their parents in the simplest way possible. Okay, I will leave you with the Ghost Boat Cruises theme song, and the Magical Mystery Bus Touring Company song. Bye, people. Bye, people.